You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. All right, you are in for a treat. Welcome to episode 46 of the Living Brave podcast. I've been so excited about this episode with my friend, Luna Veronica Mystic. We go into the depths. She's a Scorpio rising. I'm a Scorpio sun. And if you're not into astrology, you will be after our talk today. Luna and I started our business around the same time. We actually started in the same business mastermind. And it has been absolutely incredible. Not only seeing us both just explode, but seeing the personal growth evolution, the brand evolution, and just the leadership breakthroughs that we've both had. So, so cool to kind of learn about Luna's journey from working in homeless shelters and kind of not being an entrepreneur actually at all, to helping women become mystical, having programs called Baby Witch Academy and workshops called Coming Out of the Broom Closet. And just, I think, so inspiring for people that you can do whatever the frick you want and be so successful in it. And this this movement really around witchy women and spiritual business and your craft, right? And this artistry that intersects with our purpose. So today we talk about embodied leadership, imperfection, the shadowy sides. Uh, We get vulnerable. We have a lot of fun. So I think you'll love the conversation. I do this because it lights me up. This is how Living Brave started. And it means so much when you reach out and you just tell me what resonated, what connected. You take a screenshot of the episode, you share it on your social profiles, and you tag me at Shoshana underscore Raven. You can tag Luna as well, Luna Veronica Mystic. That is the best way to connect and it also helps this podcast grow organically. You know, this is these are free resources. It's so much fun for me and I just want this to reach as many people as possible. So in the spirit of spreading the love and reciprocity, it would mean the world if you shared and if you have two minutes, just go leave a quick rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It takes a second and that's so much fun as well. So before we dive in, what we have going on at Living Brave, I mean, it's always a freaking party and we... <laughs> There's always something new. I'm so lit up and inspired. I know alongside our masterminds, which are just incredible and working with such incredible humans, it's really important for me to continue to put out fresh content and fresh programs that really are at the cutting edge of of what I'm exploring inside of my highest level programs. Really, what is supporting us at Living Brave and our own growth and evolution? You know, now a team of six, a global business supporting hundreds of clients. Um, How we did this organically, you know, coasting to the multiple seven figure mark in less than two years. 
So that is where all my programs are coming from. And the most recent offer is called Voice. This is really, you know, how we cultivate, amplify, clarify, and embolden our voice in order to engage our community, grow our community, inspire people to action, to sign up for your offers, how we've 10X'd our monthly revenue year over year, consistently doubled our audience, and really how to step into your power, not only in your personal voice, but your mentor voice, your leader voice. This is really at the core of everything that I do, you know, the branding, the website, even, you know, hiring the copywriter. These are all get to's. These are all additions. What's really fundamental and what I would actually say everyone should focus on for their first seven figures is cultivating a strong, magnetic, powerful voice. So this is going to be so much fun. We're kicking off in mid-February. It's at least five live coaching and training calls with me. Access to all the recordings. You're going to meet some incredible people from around the world that'll give you your ROI and more and just the people that you meet me in your corner lesson after lesson you get to ask questions come live so you can click the link in the show notes we are on early bird right now reach out to me directly instagram at shoshana underscore raven it'll either be me or my team that will reach out answer your questions and be able to really offer you honest reflection on if this is a good fit for you this is for entrepreneurs at all stages of the game it's really for visionaries who want to break the rules who want to blast off into their next level and claim their boldest year yet so without further ado (laughs) tune in to this expansive conversation with my friend luna enjoy yay all right we are here with my girl luna veronica mystic i fucking love you i'm so excited to have you on the podcast it's been a long time coming And we've needed to just sit down and hang out and have a chat for a while. So now we can just invite you in to hang out with us. Luna's over here in Bali in her beautiful space. I am sitting on the floor of my old apartment. I am moving today. (laughs) Um, And so it's a pretty great visual. I don't think we'll share this visual, but you know, you can have it in your head with us. So Luna, I'm so stoked to have you. How are you feeling? Good. Yeah. I'm excited to talk to you and yeah, I feel grateful to, to be on the podcast. Yay. Amazing. Well, why I'm so excited about this conversation as well is like, I'm all here about demystifying the business growth journey, the leadership growth journey and talking about shame taboos, you know, Luna here is a Scorpio rising. We're going to talk all about astrology. I am a Scorpio sun <laughs> and you just like go check her out. First of all, on Instagram, Luna Veronica mystic, your vibe is so the Scorpio rising, the like, let's go into the dark and the depths and the shadow and slay the shame. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. But we've also been able to grow our businesses from pretty much from zero, from ground zero. You know, we met actually in a business mastermind together. We started off our business in the same coaching program. And so it's been about not even two years. And, you know, we've both gone off to, just exponential growth, you know, celebrating first. It's like, oh my gosh, the 30K month, the multiple six-figure mark, the seven-figure mark. It's been so, so cool to see us both also grow our businesses really grounded on shame slang and on just breaking the fucking rules. And I feel like that's so what you stand for. So super, super cool to walk this path with you. Yeah. I definitely think that we're doing the same thing in a different way. My thing is for sure 
helping women become mystical, right? Like help it, the witch's awakening. And I think that that is extremely taboo, right? That's extremely Scorpio. So we can talk about, yeah, all the astrology things and yeah, it's going to be good. (laughs) Well, I would love to hear. So you're all about magic and mysticism and, you know, helping people connect back to their magic. I want to know, like, when did this all take off for you and start to click for you? I love to ask my guests about a turning point in their story. Like take us to a moment in time where everything shifted or you decided this is enough. We're going left. Now, what set you off on this journey? Well, basically my whole life, I had been either studying the people around me, studying astrology, just being really interested in very alternative things. And I didn't really know why, and I didn't know why I was so different, but I just trusted it. So obviously, you know, with our own life stories, it's it's long, but yeah, I was, I was definitely an outcast in high school. And I, I trusted that I could just wear big headphones and big Doc Martens and baggy t-shirts and just walk around the hallways and just like know that there's just like something destined more for me. You know, eventually I'll, I'll find out what it is, but I'm not going to waste my time with things that are in alignment. Like I knew this from a very young age. I always think it's really interesting when people are like, when did you have your spiritual awakening? I was like, "Mm, maybe five years old. (laughs) So that was just kind of, I don't know. I think that we just are the universe. I don't necessarily think that I'm amazing or whatever. I just think that we're just expressions of the universe. And for some reason, I had this belief that I was destined for something more and I would just find it when the time would come. And, you know, obviously fast forward a few years, but I ended up working in the homeless shelters around Victoria. And that was really intense. You know, I talk about this a lot on my podcast and just in my work of like how much it shaped me because it was really quite dramatic in some ways, you know, like going into those spaces is really intense to deal with that population as much as I kind of went in there with this intentions of like helping and healing and just, they're all going to get houses and it's going to be great. And, you know, it didn't really turn out that way. And I, I found myself literally in the back picking through files, trying to find people's birthdays, you know, and then like my employees or my staff, they'd be like, Oh, Luna, like, can you come help with this thing? And I'll be like, yeah, yeah, just one minute, you know, and I'm just literally like looking through the birthdays. And I had a feeling I was like, the thing that you're doing when you're procrastinating is generally what I think you're supposed to be doing as your sole purpose. It's kind of like in the background of your reality. And you think that like, oh no, I can't do this thing. Everybody is good at this or whatever it is. And so it just kept getting more intense for me, this astrology and I found I could really connect with clients this way. And they were just like, actually really open, you know, I'm Canadian. And so the homeless people are very sweet and they, I would just have crazy connections with them. And I had the most magical experiences of my life with astrology still, obviously to this day, but just really unexplainable. Like I have so many stories. It's ridiculous because, because the archetypes in homeless shelters you know, cause that's what astrology is. It's a blend of archetypes mm-hmm. is like, you can really see the archetypes like right in front of you. And most of the times they're in their shadow. So it was super interesting to, to witness. And I learned a lot about people there. And basically one day I was on my break 
and I was walking around downtown because that's usually where the shelters are. It was a sunny day and I was just like trying to relax in this like nearby park. And there's literally all these homeless people coming up to me and they're just like, yo, Luna. Like, and I'm just like, no, (laughs) I'm on my break. Like, please, you guys are just already so much to handle. And like, they just want to like chat and hang out. And I'm obviously like a good vibe. And I just was like, you know, I need some space. And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, cool, cool. Totally get it. Like, no problem, dude. And I just like called my brother to try and seem busy, you know, and unavailable. And I was like, Ben, you know, who's an Aquarius, who's like rules, innovation and ideas and community. I'm like, Ben, I can't do this anymore. Like, I'm literally on my break and there's just homeless people everywhere. And I don't want to be like in this world. And he was like, well, that's because you're in the homeless community, right? And he's studying to be a doctor. And so he's like, everybody around me is, they're all medical students. So of course it feels like everybody's a med student. You're just like in the homeless community. Like you have to get out of the homeless community and into a community that you want to be around. And I was like, okay, this is wise Aquarius wisdom. And I was like, well, I don't know what I want to do. Like, I don't know what kind of community like I'd be in. And he was like, why don't you just be an astrologer or whatever? You love that stuff. And I was like, like, I could do that. First of all, I thought astrologers had a job where they literally just read or they just wrote articles for newspapers. Um, So I didn't understand that that was like a career and to have permission from not only someone, but someone in my family who really knows me and who hasn't really been that supportive my whole life, you know, to hear that was like, holy shit, like I can do that. And I was just like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. And he's like, you have to surround yourself with other mystics, you know? And I didn't, I didn't even think about that. Like, I didn't even think that there was like other people doing what I was doing. It was just so natural to me. So pretty much since that day, I wish I knew the date because I would love to like look up a birth chart for that day. But since that day, I just committed nonstop to my growth and to studying and to investing in myself and Obviously, once I got confident in the metaphysical part of those services, because that takes a long time to get comfortable with, I realized that I needed to learn about business because I thought I could just figure it out on my own. And that definitely wasn't the case if I wanted to be a successful. Yeah, actually a big leader in the mystical community. That's my goal right now is to be like the face of witches, right? And to spread that that knowledge and awareness and to help women come out as mystical. That's my mission. So yeah, it's been quite a journey. <laughs> and, you know what? Like, yeah. first of all, there's just so much in there. But something I love to talk about, like in my brand with my clients, is like, what is that big picture vision? What is your big message? And it's so crazy to hear from you helping witches come out because the first workshop that you ever did, right? We were in the same program starting our business mm-hmm. was what coming out of the broom closet. and I got like 600 signups or something and I was like this is a thing this is right and it's oh it's almost like in the alchemist where there's that aspect of they call it beginner's luck it's like right when you you gotta leap though you gotta follow your heart you gotta leap Mm -hmm. you gotta be like this is the thing all right we're doing this and then there's those things that happen it's like the universe rolls out the red carpet okay coming out of the broom closet that sounds epic you had 600 people sign up like people are just waiting for you to put your gifts out into the world. Right. But first what it took and why I love that story is like you leading yourself through all of these things that seemed unrelated, right. You actually doing the work to feel confident, comfortable, understanding the craft, practicing that, you know, you being your own walking testimony. So I love your story. And I loved what you said. I wrote it down. The thing you're doing in the background, 
I think everyone listening to this is going to be thinking about what do I do in the background? Do I scroll on Instagram in the background? But like, actually that thing that you do, you know, while maybe you had a nine to five or maybe like that aspect of your business that you just like kind of get really obsessed with, you know, or that part, it's like lean into that more. And for me, and I think back to KPMG when I was working my nine to five and I started writing and I would actually write in the background. That's actually why I wanted to quit. And I got pushed out of the role. There was a girl at work who really did not like me and wanted me not to have something that I wanted for once in my life was like the the thing. I have a lot of compassion for her now. And I'm actually super grateful for how I kind of got pushed out of that role. But anyway, she reported me for having outside employment because I was writing on the side. Wow. Really cool. And it's almost like that reminder for me, Luna, of like, I love creating content. I love writing. I love that turned into podcasting. And I want to hear so many of your crazy astrology stories. (laughs) So many. I remember even being at the shelter and then having something crazy happening and just going to my tarot cards just on my break like in the room and just trying like hopefully nobody's seeing me and it's kind of the same thing with what you're talking about and I think that like those are the clues to what we're supposed to be doing when it's just this like instinctual thing and I think that yeah we're taught that those are just like hobbies but those are just like fun things to do or those like aren't realistic or productive or whatever yeah yeah Oh my gosh. And I've been asked, you know, I think I've manifested some situations that are just mind blowing. Like I was at a brewery the other day working on a webpage for a new masterclass. And this guy walks up to me and is like, are you working? It was a Sunday. And I was like, yeah, what's up? He's like, why, what do you do? And I said, I'm a women's coach. And he was so taken aback. And he's like, what qualifications do you have to do that? I wouldn't want to work with you. I run like half the world. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay. First of all, you run half the world. Second, because people want to work with me because they resonate with my work because they, they keep signing up to work with me. So I don't know. Why don't you go ask them? You know? And he was like appalled, you know, what credentials do you have? And you know, that blocks so many people, that imposter syndrome, that's so normal, but it's like, you have practiced this, right? Like you were doing this before you were doing it. And that's why I tell my clients, like, I don't believe in beginner. Like, I believe that you can have a beginner's mindset, but to call yourself like a baby business or like a newbie, or you're just starting Mm. out. It's like, yo, I've been coaching in the background forever. I had this little secret that like, I wanted to be a life coach. And I was like, oh, the word life coach, like so much stigma around that. And it took so many years to finally just claim it, you know, Mm. and really claim what you do and claim your work in the world. So I think a huge part of that, like you shared is surrounding yourself with the kinds of people with people with growth mindsets, people who are excelling in the area that you want to grow into, you know, and I've seen you do that and create that for so many women in your community. Hey, so many people have been like the black sheep have been, you know, the oddball and like creating a space where it's like, witches come together and like creating a space for like, these are all people who want to grow their business, you know? And I think that if we want to be inspired, get around inspiring people, right? Or create your own community. (laughs) Or create your own community. Such a huge part of leadership is learning how to be led, right? And that's like what comes up too, like in our relationship, what is it like? It takes a really strong friendship and a really powerful friend 
to be so fully in their leadership, have another friend be so fully in their leadership and learn how to be in relationship in that way, where there's no pedestaling, there's no pedestaling with your mentors. This is a totally new paradigm of business. And it's so cool to be a part of. So I'd love to hear what your kind of like perspective is on the growth of spiritual businesses of, you know, people coming into this world, wanting to share astrology, wanting to share, you know, spiritual guidance with the world. Like what kind of trends are you seeing? What do you feel like people are getting wrong? Like what is the direction that it's going in? I just love to open up that conversation. Let's just start with what's going wrong. (laughs) There's the opposite side where people think that they're ready when they're not. And then they can also struggle in embodiment. So I have had people work with me, like go through my witch academy and I teach astrology in there, or I'm going to be teaching like an astrology program even. And then they come out after that and they're like, wow, I learned so much about astrology. I want to do what Luna's doing. And I'm going to like offer astrology services and I'm going to do all this stuff. And it's like, that's amazing. I'm super glad that you feel that you got a lot of value from me, but I have literally been studying astrology for like 12 years and there's certain things that it's really important to really know your craft so I do think it is really important to walk and talk and breathe your business your vibe like what you're here to do because you do want to provide people with these life-changing experiences and if you jump the gun before you're ready because it's so enticing then I think that that's what people are doing wrong is people aren't really embodied in their, what they're offering. So that's my biggest thing is like knowing at least the umbrella of what you want to be doing and then like fully committing to that craft and then choosing a more like a business route where you can like just ride the business train rather than trying to like embody your gifts and really become a master at your own craft and trying to learn business at the same time. I think that's how people can get overwhelmed and kind of like burn out. But in terms of like the trend, I just see astrology rising so much right now. Um, I see the witches movement rising so much. I think mystical women like want to come out, their healers want to be seen. And I'm hoping because this is part of my narrative that spiritual leaders can be the ones who have a bunch of money can be the ones who are in charge of decisions you know who are the ones that are actually creating change and impact in the world so that's like what's really important for me and my work is to like help empower people like yeah if you feel ready like here's your permission slip but if you don't feel ready don't try to do things that look shiny shiny but they're not actually they're not ready for you yet. And I think that that's okay. I think that's okay to speak to that because when you're not ready (laughs) and you go for it and then you wonder why it's not working, there's generally this lack of integrity or embodiment. And I think it's really easy to see on the internet who feels just totally embodied and who's just like a fuck yes to work with. And I don't know if I'm just rambling or Luna, you are (laughs) spot on. I think there's a fine line, right? Because most people are stuck in the, I'm not ready yet. I'm not Mm. perfect. And I think there's a huge growth edge in healing our leadership wounds, especially around the idea of, I need to be in integrity 
with what I'm teaching and what I'm leading, that doesn't mean Mm -hmm. I need to be perfect. Or if I'm a relationship coach, that my relationship is squeaky clean, but the way in which I'm in my relationship and I'm sharing about my relationship needs to be embodied. That doesn't mean that if my business isn't at a 10 K month, then I'm not, who am I to lead? That doesn't mean that if I got in a fight with my sister or my health is falling. Right. And I think that's where we hold ourselves back. Like I need to be perfect to lead. No, you just need to be in integrity and walk your talk. And what I say to my clients, you want a quantum leap. You say, it's hard to take your own advice, take your own advice and see what happens. Like it's fucking crazy, right? Like when you are embodied in what you're teaching, and of course there's going to be masters. We all have people who have been doing this work for 10 years longer, who have created bigger results, who have worked with more people, just have more experience. And so I think it's also important because people have this idea of, oh my gosh, I love my mentor and her stuff. And I teach similar things. Of course, it's really fucking important to develop your own frameworks, your own programs, your own voice, please do that because so much copying comes from actually unworthiness wounding and feeling like you don't have anything worthwhile to share, right? Like I always feel actually a lot of compassion for people who feel like they need to copy, but knowing that you are a match for your people and there's an abundance of people and you might love your mentor and think that everything she says is gold. There's going to be someone who listens to her stuff and listens to yours and is like, I want to work with you. And some of that I think is proximity to where you are in your journey, right? Where someone might feel like, whoa, that part of your story is too far away. Or I want to work with someone who's just two steps ahead of me. So I always tell my clients, like, you just need to be one or two steps ahead be who you say that you are, do what you say you do. Don't say you have experience. You don't have, don't say you have certifications. You don't have, but say like, you know what? I'm really confident that I could support people with this. I've walked myself through it period. And we all started every single leader started without having a single testimonial, but their own, you know? And I think that there is exactly what's happening though, Luna. It's like, but if I launch this thing or I package it up, like she did it, or I try this business strategy, And trying to skip the embodiment step. And I feel like the best way to scale a business is share what you're on the edge of. This happened to me today and I'm going to teach it to you tomorrow, right? Like all of my programs come from like Becoming Brave recently was really from, oh my gosh, all these things that I led myself through. Not like they were new, but became really embodied and anchored through the breakup, through coming home again to my feminine power, all of these things. We're really growing in sales. We've had all these different like sales perspectives, mindset shifts, strategic shifts. I'm going to launch a program around sales. And while I lead it, it's becoming even more deeply embodied. So I actually find myself transforming as I lead my program. So it's almost that fine line between you can be on the edge of it. Like I'm currently walking myself through this and it's wild and I'm still walking. Do you want to walk with me? I'm like three steps ahead, but I'm still walking. So I'll share with you how I fuck up and how I'm implementing and integrating. And you can bet if we walk together, you're going to going to calibrate to my speed and I'm just going to keep going. I think that's the best mentorship. And that I see in you is like, people are not signing up to work with you. And I hope not signing up to work with me because they're going to learn something and then dip you are so committed. I know I'm so committed to continuing to grow. So it's like the Luna that people are going to get in a year is going to be totally up-leveled and changed and transformed and new insights, you know? And I think that is something that people listening now, it's like, be committed to your craft, be committed to your own evolution. That's how you're going to take the pressure off of continuing to find new people and new leads. People are just going to want to keep journeying with you. I feel like 
the biggest takeaway that I got when I was creating my own content is like when I was first starting out, I was looking to like other people and Googling stuff for sure for inspiration. Back when I was doing like my intuition program, super at the beginning, I was just like looking up stuff about intuition. Now, like I'm just a full channel, right? Like I'll just get my laptop out and I'm just like, this is the course. (laughs) And I, I realized that that is what it's supposed to be. And the less you consume, the more you create. And so the more you actually like clear your mind, you go into ritual space, you come back home to your truth and to your body and to your heart and to your magic, then that's how you can actually create offerings that will not only sell, but impact people and like change their lives. It's because they feel you. And that to me has been the best thing ever is like, I don't look at all. I try to consume as little as possible when I create my offerings because I just want it to be as unique to me. But it is interesting when you come across someone who is offering similar things to you and you're like, holy shit, you know, but then you, you realize, okay, we're just channeling the same things at the same time. Cause it's like both of us have never even heard of each other or whatever it is. So I do think that there are people here that have a mission, you know, they have a sole purpose and we're all just trying to figure out what it is. But what I think sole purpose is, you know, from my experience is basically looking at the world and seeing a deed that needs to be done and putting yourself in it, like completing that deed and that deed that comes from your authenticity, like from your truth and your, your life experiences. So I just guess there's something for me in the, the witches healing and astrology. And I, I do think the way I do astrology and stuff like that is completely unique to me. You know, you can't really replicate that no matter how hard you try, you're just going to show up as you, right? Like if you're going to a dance class and you're trying to learn the choreography, it's like, you're still going to be dancing as you, no matter how hard you try to be like someone else. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that intersection of the artistry coming back to the art, coming back to the creative form. Like how do we create art? You know, we all do it in different ways. I never thought I was creative. I thought I was a math and science person. And then I found writing and I found podcasting. I found all these other things and just exploring, like, how could I do this for me? You know, and I think so many people get in the mindset of what can I write so that people will sign up? What can I write so that it is this framework? And instead it's like, okay, having a context of, I am creating in service to my community, or if you're in a launch, how can I focus content around like the person that I'm calling in for this offer, like not scrapping that completely, but almost like, what does my soul want to express today? What feels fun? What feels like on the edge of what's real and doing it for me first. And like really prioritizing being lit up by your work and lit up by your life and that intersection of the artistry and that purpose you were talking about before the thing that you're doing in the back end, the thing that you care about, the movement that you want to plug yourself into. And I love that you're like, I guess there's something there for me when it, just like maybe, maybe there's something there for you. I'm obsessed with it. But one thing that is kind of changing gears a little bit, when you talk about astrology and purpose is actually why I came to mind because your purpose, your dharma, like why you're here on this earth, you know, there's something for me there. You once led me through all the different signs and they're like soul's mission here. The way that you describe the sun sign, the moon sign and the rising is incredible. What they really represent 
And then I kind of want to go into like the difference between my dad always called it highly evolved or lower evolved. You called it like a shadow side of a sign, but almost like the differentiation of those. But I would really love to hear your perspective on a lot of people are, I think have different views or confused on the sun, moon and rising. Like what the fuck do they mean? (laughs) I actually have a whole workshop that people can purchase called sun, moon and rising for sole purpose. Yeah. It's amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. And like I said, it's just me channeling like all my experience of astrology and life and people and what I've seen like the patterns but the sun is not your personality and I think that is where people get like like they get like a little broken and they're like what do you mean that's not my personality and so your sun sign is actually what you're here to do it's literally your mission in life like it's your sole purpose the sun is shining bright all the time you know it's in the sky and it wants to be seen and so as the sun changes because we go through seasons we change as well so the sun moves fairly slower like it moves slower than the moon let's say the moon changes cycles every two and a half days right so if the sun is changing seasons that's supposed to represent we're evolving with it So the sun sign actually represents our conscious ego self and how we're evolving over time in our soul purpose. So to give an example, you're a Scorpio. What does Scorpio rule? Sex, death, rebirth, the taboo, other people's money, female sexuality, literally ruling sexuality and diseases, sexual diseases, right? You're in your soul purpose, right? So whether you're doing the slaying shame with, herpes, or you're helping people make money that's still Scorpionic and you're still leading people through a death and rebirth. So So, (laughs) yeah. And Scorpio rules merging, right? That's why Scorpio rules other people's money. Taurus is on the opposite axis of like my money, my things, how I make money, how I show up in the world and my self-worth based off how much money I make. And Scorpio is on the opposite axis. That's like, we Like I'm coming together with you and I'm going to use your resources to make more money. (laughs) Um, So that's why (laughs) I have the Taurus moon. Right, right, right. And your Aries rising, I believe Mm -hmm. when I read your chart. Yeah. You're on the (laughs) axis of money and um, the physical body and the self and leadership, right? Like, come on. So (laughs) like Aries literally rules being a leader. right? So then even just that, like, it's just so basic. And I think it's so amazing when, I wake up in the morning and there's just like money in my bank account. And then Cheryl, who's 35 years old from New York, who was born at two in the morning, whatever, comes on the call with me. And I'm like, hey, (laughs) no idea who this person is. Right. And I'm like, do you have any questions? And she's like, nope. I'm like, okay. And I'll just read her whole soul. You know, I'll just tell her everything about her personality, what she's doing in life, where she's going, her relationship with her mother, her father, her greatest wounds, her love life what her career should be, her greatest challenge, all of it. And, you know, people are brought to tears at the perfection of their life, that everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be. And you can have this total stranger just telling you all these things and providing clarity and giving that assurance. And it's absolutely life-changing. I'm getting off topic, but that's the sun sign. (laughs) That's your purpose. And then your moon sign is your inner world. So it's actually how you respond to things emotionally. So think about that. That's huge. Where the moon was in the sky is literally how you respond 
to life. And it's your inner world that makes you feel safe, sad, happy. Like you're doing things properly because it also comes from your childhood experiences. Your moon represents your childhood experiences, the relationship to your mother and your, your past, right? The moon is the divine feminine. So, you know, just a Taurus moon delineation is literally like you have emotional sensitivity to self-worth. And this is something that people wouldn't maybe necessarily see. It's something that's like internal that, you know, you could have this dialogue in your head. That's like, my value is based off of how much money I make. (laughs) And I love you. And I know that that's not necessarily obviously why you do the things you do, but there can be an emotional sensitivity there that if I'm not successful or I'm not being sustainable, I'm not working towards goals and progress, and I'm not seeing the return of my investment, like I'm not seeing value come back in the form of money and personal possessions, then something's wrong with me. So there can subconsciously be a search for your value. Mm. Um, oh, give me a little <laughs> right in here. I'm like, oh, this is, this is good. It's like the self-worth. I mean, one thing I just wish that all women were brought up with this understanding. Like we all question ourselves Yes. when you're feeling down. If someone wasn't like, no, 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 you're great. Someone was like, I feel like that too. Sometimes. Yes. That's okay. And I feel like it's been so interesting. So much of the self-worth, that journey of, of coming home to like, I'm worthy, I'm worthy, I'm worthy. I'm whole. Everything is extra, you know, and really like, in that success conversation, you know, I'm also a projector and I don't know, we've talked about human design, but like the human design, that success, but they say when a projector is in alignment, like success is you could be bitterness on one side or success on the other side. For me, the self-worth has come from, and the the biggest shadow that I've dealt with in my business has been relationship. And Mm. that's my biggest self-worth area. Like I think what I'm most proud of on this journey is almost like detaching from numbers and like Mm -hmm. revenue and all of that coming more easily and being like, oh, like I can guide my clients. It doesn't matter if it's 1K, 10K, like that doesn't feel connected to worth, but it's the validation story, the relationship stories. Like it definitely, I'd say right now and through my life relationship has been the biggest teacher and the biggest- Your moon in in the seventh house. (laughs) Because I feel like basically I totally agree and I, and I know this of you, but that's just like, I guess, more of a, a shadow archetype of like an unconscious belief of like, am I worthy, right? That's what Taurus Moon asks. Um, and generally the worthiness can be found through, right, certain offerings and stuff. And I think you're past that obviously oh like I, I i know but you know lifelong lifelong so. growth and evolution <laughs> and like i think it's healing to hear our leaders talk about yeah sometimes i wonder like mm-hmm. you know am i doing enough do they like me yes and this shit comes up especially for business owners like my first eba round my first group program i had 27 women in there i watched mm-hmm. the whole fucking thing over again eating like yes. a pint of chocolate ice cream and this is like, so Taurus yeah this being is like I think <laughs> I mean like I think it's done it's oh like here I am God. on like my 30th group program after you know like do they like me do they like me and I've had to you know I've been initiated into my leadership now I'm like mm, you don't like me you like me it's a projection anyway so much better so much better right but like 
these things, I see it as like the universe is delivering you the lessons. You know, the clients that don't like you, the clients that 180, the people who 180, who are you on the other side of that? Oh my gosh, so much gratitude for those lessons. And I know we all have a core narrative, but that is definitely, yeah, connected to the worthiness. So who knows? Well, I do. I love that visual because Taurus rules food and comfort, right? So literally, you're literally eating ice cream, watching a business offering that you gave. So your Scorpio sun is watching that and your moon is like, I hope that this is valuable. Mm. I hope that this is enough. I hope that everything is in alignment, not just with money, but like with value. That's what Taurus rules. So it's this emotional sensitivity to value. And then that's what the moon is. And then you can look at the house and where, where the moon sits is where that energy is being directed. So if you have your moon let's say in the house of relationships, then money maybe is not really like a biggest topic for you. It would be relationship. Where is your worth and your value and your safety in relationships? Or maybe it's in the house of communication, right? Where do you feel safe and valued and you're worthy in communication? So that's when you look at the whole chart and then you really see, or maybe it's spirituality, whatever. Where do you see your worth in that? So, but Taurus moon is worth. And is that emotional sensitivity to being integral and showing up in that way? Obviously, like the shadow side is not knowing your worth and thinking you're worthy. You're, you have no worth and you just literally are crippled by laziness and you just end up doing nothing, eating like pizza and popcorn all day, right? That's a shadow side of a Taurus moon is like, fuck it. It doesn't matter. I'm fine. Everything's okay. I don't care anyways, there can be like the two different dualities. And that's the thing with astrology is that there's both of those things are there and learning how to integrate it or learning how to look at it and saying, oh, this is actually like a shadow part of my personality and that's okay. And I'm prone to that, but I'm choosing to pick the positive empowering parts of this. Yeah. I love that. It's like, there's no good or bad sign. It just you is. Know? It's yeah. like, you're like, oh, I don't get along with Scorpios. And it's like, well, who have you been hanging out with? We're a lot of fun. (laughs) But also just like, yeah, there's highly evolved, lower evolved. And like having that tender care and compassion for the parts of yourself that are prone to, you know, I know, and you would know better, but like say a Pisces undertone, it's like that self-sabotaging behavior, like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. super, super sensitive. And yet on the flip side, it's like this compassion and connection and like being able to just feel what a superpower, right? And so there's flip sides of everything. And I think everything, everything has a shadow. The reason that you love your work, that you're committed to your work, that you're so amazing at your craft, there's a shadow, right? I had someone ask me recently, (laughs) the guy I'm dating, he was like, he asked good questions. He's a Gemini. He's like, so you know, leading, you think part of you likes leading because yeah, people like what you have to say and you know, whatever else you said. And I was like, wow, yeah, definitely. There's an, there's a shadow side to everything, right? Mm-hmm. That's okay. And I think being in the both and, you know, and bringing this even into the social media conversation, the way I speak to my clients about this, I shared something recently and I asked someone like, oh my God, like a best friend, you know, I'm like, am I about to share this? It was a really edgy photo, whatever it was. And she said, is it for attention? And I thought, 
who the fuck cares if it's for attention? Since when was that it's an either or, right? Like this is of service to my people. This feels like it's beautiful, right? This feels like it's channeled. This feels like it could support people. And if I desire attention and if ego is part of the social media game, or if you like serving clients and that can be an, and conversation, you can, it can serve you and serve them. There could, you could maybe not ever tangle out ego from anything. And I also, I'm like, you're talking to Leo moon. So yeah, of course it's going to feel good when people validate you. Of course, it's going to feel good when people like what you have to hear. I think when we get to the root of it though, you know, it's like, what is the deeper why? And also, do you need the validation, right? Do you need it or do you desire it and you enjoy it? And when it becomes a need, of course, it's like a shadow that we really need to work through and, and take the necessary steps. But being in that duality is such a beautiful space to be in. I know I like love you talking about your Leo moon. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> what does the Leo moon do? Well, you? when I found out about a Leo moon, my Leo moon, I was like, holy shit. It was like, everything started to make sense. And I didn't talk about the rising sign yet. And I will talk about that because I'm sure people are like, what about the rising sign? But a Leo moon or people who have that, like, So let's just think about Leo, right? Leo rules self-expression and being seen because Leo is ruled by the sun traditionally. So Leo wants to be on stage. Leo wants to be laughing and having a good time and living from the heart and just being this big, bold energy. If you're like, I'm a Leo and I don't feel that way, check your moon sign, right? Check your rising sign, check what house it's in. Is it in an introverted solitude house or is it, does it want to be, does the sun want to be like up and above and and shining? And so if you think about Leo that way, that Leo rules in a way, attention seeking Leo, that's the shadow side, right? You can say the word expression, self-expression and being seen, or you can say attention seeking at the shadow, right? And so, you know, you blend the archetypes of what you know about Leo and you put that into what does it mean to have a moon, right? If your moon is your emotional processing and your sensitivity to the world around you, that literally means that I and other people who have Leo moons have an emotional sensitivity to being seen as well as performing circus artists, being an actor, singer, like anything to do with the arts is an emotional process. And so when I found out all this stuff about being a Leo moon, I was like, holy shit, my whole life as a child, when I grew up, which is what the moon represents, right? I never thought that I was unique and special. I never thought that I was talented. I never thought that I was good enough at anything. And I was like screaming all the time. And I was like, hey, mom, look at this. Like, look at this. Like, oh, do you love me? Like, woo, you know, and I didn't know that I was actually just wanting to be seen as amazing and to be seen as talented and so when I found that out, I was like, holy shit. And some of the, the gifts of, of Leo Moon is like, or Leo in general is like what you said, the validation comes from within. And it's not like externally seeking this validation, but having it authentically from the heart. And I think that, you know, that's when I discovered circus arts. And I was like, I can do this stuff, you know, and I can be amazing and I can channel my emotional sensitivity into greatness, into power, into play, into passion. And so not only am I an astrologer, witchy woman, I'm a Pisces, right? That's my son is spiritual service and I'm a Scorpio rising. And 
but I, my Leo moon wants to be seen. I'm a circus artist. I'm a model. I'm a performer. I eat fire. You know, I literally <laughs> dangle in the splits, like hanging off in the air and not because I'm desperate for this attention, but because I became aware that I'm seeking validation and approval. And if I can give that to myself emotionally and know that I can create my own talents and my own magic, like from my heart, then that's how the energy gets transmuted. And I no longer care about that. I'm like, you better look at this because something amazing is going to happen. You might miss it, but it's not like I need that now. And I think that's why astrology has helped me so much. I've helped countless other people with this. It's because it's it's good to look at both sides. You know, it's good to know where you can fall into and where the shadow sides could be. And all of it is beautiful and all of it is perfect because it's the human experience. So, yeah. Amazing. Ah! I have a question for you. Like, yeah. seeing how fucking epic you are and all of your success and I feel like this conversation has really been about embodied leadership and imperfection and the shadow side. What are you on the edge of right now? What feels like sticky? What feels crunchy, maybe even hard that you're working on, like embodying, moving through? I could share with us. I do want to answer that, but I also want to answer what your rising sign is because it's too all over the place. So I just want to, I want to close that and say, okay, sun, moon, and rising. Cause it's just, we could just talk forever. And then I will talk about, yeah. yeah, what, what's coming up for me. So sun is soul purpose, what you're here to do, how you're evolving your conscious ego self. The moon is the emotional processing to your soul purpose really. Um, and what you're here to do. And the rising sign is the constellation that was rising the moment you were born. And when you're born, everything stops the wheel in the sky, the symbolic wheel, there's a picture that happens. And that rising sign is the vessel that holds the sun and the moon. So the rising sign is the physical incarnation. It's the body that holds the sole purpose and the mission. And what it represents is your personality. So it really bothers me when people say like, your rising sign is like a mask you wear. I completely disagree. I, I think that it literally is your, your vibe. It's the flavor that you carry. And it's what people see you as when you walk into a room. And it's what you physically look like. It's like what you physically embody and your personality and your flavor. So, you know, you're an Aries rising, right? So you are a Scorpio sun who's here to help empower women with shame, the taboo, sexuality, money, going through death and rebirth. And then your rising sign is Aries. It's literally ruling leadership. That's not even a joke. Like I can't even make that up, right? So Aries literally rules the self. Aries is the first on the Zodiac wheel that is like, who am I? What am I here to do? You know, what, what needs to be done in this world? What are my needs? What is everybody else's needs? What's going on here? And Aries is on the mission of the self. And that in Aries most embodied form is leadership, right? Is that's just what, what it rules, you know, and Taurus comes in afterwards and is like, whoa, whoa, we need to slow down, right? We need to like connect to the earth and we need to give value while we're here. 
And we, you know, you can't just be running around like trying to tell people this, right? And so the, everything, everything comes together in a beautiful dance that is life. And I think even just understanding that on a really like fundamental level can just be a study for life, like fully integrating your sun, moon, and rising. Like I still uncover things about myself all the time, you know, and it is the most incredible thing in the world to have that as your map of life, you know? And for me, that's what I do. Um, obviously it's a, it's a big undertaking. And like, I know that some people are like, oh my God, astrology is so confusing, but you know, that is part of my mission is not to demystify it because you can't really demystify the mystical in some ways. That's the thing with astrology is it'll fundamentally be flawed because it's from people's like own experiences. And you're also predicting the future. <laughs> I predict the future all the time. Right. So I think that there's this esoteric concept that people are like, wow, you make this so grounded and comprehensible and like, yeah, but we'll never really understand it. Like we are mm, floating cool. on a ball in space right now. And I'm literally <laughs> Just think like, back to that. Yeah. Like we don't know anything. We're all just trying to figure it out. And I think that's just what gives my life meaning, you know? And I think like we need to find whatever gives us meaning. And that is how we know that life makes sense. So beautiful. Thank you for sharing that straight wisdom from Luna. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you have any other questions? Oh yeah. And then, oh, things that are icky and kind of sticky. I haven't been feeling like super killing it in the offerings department right now. Like I've been feeling more like, I just want to show up and I just want to provide value. And I'm kind of just like starting to get acquainted with reels. <laughs> and I've had some like really fun times with the reels and I'm just in this gorgeous villa right now. And so I'm creating a lot of content and I'm just really trying to build on my foundations right now because I wanted to launch this, this Zodiac mastermind where you embody like all of the astrological signs and like you do it in a business and you learn how to run a business and do all that. And then I was like, I think I'm just like pushing so much. <laughs> like I have my membership and then I have my witch Academy and then I'm doing birth chart readings. And then I'm going to be launching the summit for like witchy spiritual women. And then I want to do this with them. And then I was just like rebranding and I need to like do my website. And I was just like, what the fuck? I gave up my, my nine to five to work 24 seven. And obviously like, I love that because there's so much beauty that comes with yeah, with running your own business. And obviously I live in Bali and I have this amazing life, but it's like, I don't want to get caught up in the game that I just have to keep producing and just keep going and just like keep making money. Um, and I always want it to come from like this really heart centered space that feels really in alignment. And so I thought that I was like, yeah, yeah, let's just keep going. And then actually I was like, no, I actually just need to do nothing. And I just not do nothing, but I need to rebuild like what I have. I need to restructure. I need to like make everything super solid and I want to rebrand and I want to focus on that. And that feels spaciousness and open. And so, yeah, I was just, I'm just like breathing into that. And it, it feels challenging because I'm like, I should offer this and I should do this. And I want to help more people. And people are asking me about my programs and it's not like this or my website's not set up in this way because I just offer this new thing and they want to buy it passively and blah, 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 blah. blah. And I'm just like <laughs> trying to, <laughs> yeah. Uh, big fucking exhale. Well, I'm so proud of you for coming back to what matters and your center and for normalizing mm -hmm. for all of us that 
you know, overwhelm is a choice. There's a self-made rat race. That's just not fucking real. 100%. There's no timeline. There's no pressure, but the one we create on ourselves. Right. And so 100%. maybe someone's listening to this and they're like, Oh fuck, I've been doing that to myself. And what I really need is a little exhale and whoa, mm-hmm. wait, what happens in the exhale? That's where, when we talked about being the artist, the clarity in your purpose, it gets to be easy and really unplugging from that like self-made pressure zone. So super excited for you and what comes for that. I know we could talk forever yes. and I'm so excited to just like schedule another hangout with us. Cause I miss you so much. And this was so fun. <laughs> You're like this too all over the place. I'm like, I just want to talk to you about everything, <laughs> but we'll close out. And, you know, of course we'll have you linked in the show notes and all the things. So check that out. But where is the best way to connect with you and any like last words you want to share with the community and we will, yeah, close our episode. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for having me. And uh, yeah, I hope that this was nourishing and helpful. If I could leave anybody <laughs> or your, your, your audience with something to say even, it's just that it's safe to be mystical. I think that's really important to emphasize that, you know, if you're working with Shoshana or whatever you're doing and you want to be like a spiritual leader and there's some fear, or some nervousness around coming out as like a Reiki master or a crystal healer, or you talk to aliens or like, literally whatever it is, like, this is the time that this is invited. And this is the time where it's celebrated. And this is the time where you can really step into that without repercussions of the witch trials and getting burned alive at the stake. Right. So we don't have that. And that I think it's really important to remember that like, this is a reawakening of the feminine and that it's actually your mission to step up into that spiritual leadership, because that's how we can really heal some of that trauma and some of that wounds around being magical and mystical. Um, And the world needs like more healers right now than anything else, in my opinion. So yeah, I, you can find me on Instagram. I'm super active on there. I'm also posting on TikTok. I'm uh, Luna Veronica Mystic. And yeah, you can go to my website. You can see I have some like courses and offerings and astrology things, or you can book a birth chart reading with me. It's a full, it's a full thing. I also have a podcast called words are spells and it's on Spotify and iTunes. And I had Shosh on there too. And yeah, like you can always sign up for my newsletter. If you really want to be in touch, you can also send me a message and be like, Hey, like I listened to the podcast with Shoshana and I just want to say hi, you know, and I'm, you don't have to be a stranger. Um, I love to meet you guys and chat with you and hear if you have any questions about anything. And yeah, that's all. You fucking rock. I love you. (laughs) Thank you for being here. Thank you everyone for listening all the way through. You're amazing. And Luna, I will talk to you soon. I love you. Okay, bye, my love.